So, Garrett, what's the deal with Manny? Is he going to be in the whole time or just popping in? He's here. Oh, Manny, what's up, big dog? How you doing, man? Oh, how's it going, dude? Congrats on the season so far, man. It's going. I know. I'm stoked. I can't. I, I, I sound Garrett Erdler. I can barely believe I'm here myself. It's a, it's a pleasure. Yeah, man. Well, we're glad to have you. Um, all right. Yeah, so we're going to get right started here. Obviously, you guys hear Manny in here. And like I said, we got Garrett. And we got Andrew here again, uh, finally turning the season around with a big win. Um, so I know nobody wants to hear it, but we'll start off real quick with my fucking pitiful performance here. Um, I mean, I should retire from fantasy after this one. It's it's an embarrassment. Never seen it before, but uh, not even going to go over my side. I clearly have no real talent anywhere. AJ coming back won't do anything for me. So let's look at uh, look at Jay over here. He's already at six and five, really making a turnaround this season. Goff and Cooks just lethal last night. I mean, everybody in that, you know, game scored. I think, I don't know if I was telling Garrett or who I was telling, but, you know, those single-game DFS lineups where you pick five players were scoring more than most season-long lineups just because there were so many fantasy points around there. Ridiculous game last night. Um, Devonta Adams still going off. Corey Davis uh, without Mariota is pretty useless. Mixon, like we said, is kind of disappointing again, but I think he's got a lot of better matchups ahead. Uh, Deion Lewis disappointed, didn't really get any receptions in that blowout. Vance McDonald did all right in a week where I think there was three known tight ends who weren't no-namers who scored, you know, in over 10 points maybe. Um, and then Lockett kind of just had a floor there. Uh, so Garrett, I guess I'll start off with you. We've been talking about the trade a lot. Uh, now that Mixon's kind of passed these two bad matchups, what do you think for him going forward? I mean, he's got Cleveland, Denver, Chargers, Oakland, Cleveland for the next six weeks. Or five weeks. Yeah, in addition to those being infinitely better matchups than New Orleans and Baltimore to the best run defenses in the league, I think, he, like you said last week, he stands to benefit a lot from A.J. Green possibly coming back in the lineup and uh, making that offense a little more a little more dynamic. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Andrew, do you have anything to add? Yeah, no, I, I think you can't understate the benefit that A.J. Green will give to that offense, especially from just taking someone out of the box, so – um, it looks good for Mixon going forward. Yeah. Um, so Manny, you're up there at the top right now. Are you afraid at all? Jay's team now that he's six and five, or you think he's just a noob who's getting a couple uh, extra wins that he shouldn't here? Well, it's kind of hard to say. It's, uh, you know, with golf doing 35 on last night, it's, it's, it, it does, uh, does big for some, you know, some thought, but, uh, no, I, I think, uh, I'm, as soon as I get through the bye, uh, you know, I get Kelsey back and, and, Hunt, um, I think I'll be strong again, and uh, and I think that that the uh, the stronger teams will remain strong. I mean, you know, it's a it is a trade oriented league, but it's definitely a, you have to you have to assess value, and uh, I think I'm sitting all right. Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, does anybody have any further comments on this matchup? Anybody want to eviscerate me? I think I've already heard it enough this season. <laughs> I just remember sitting there watching the games on Sunday and being like. Oh, Collins over 15? Oh, he's back under 15. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was horrible. All right, well, we'll move on to a better one here. Uh, I know Andrew's uh, excited to talk about this matchup. We had Kurt versus Andrew here, Kurt's team. Again, just putting up that 120 to 140 score we've been seeing. Um, not really any big performers outside of Gordon and Evans. You know, Prescott wasn't the worst streamer in the world, but he didn't do him any favors. Um but really just didn't have a chance against Andrew's team this week, finally 
getting the ball rolling again, um, even with negative points from Smallwood, you put up the highest score of the week there. Um, just some big scores all around. Hilton really crushed it for you. I mean, I know, Andrew, me and you, before the season, were saying, like, you know, you might have to withstand a couple losses with uh, Mark Ingram on suspension, but once he comes back, you're going to crush it. And then you win four straight, and then when he comes back, you end up what, losing five straight. Uh, it's just been crazy. So I'll let you go first here and just kind of talk about your win here and brag a little bit. And Yeah, I mean, you stole my thunder with uh, just making that point that Smallwood even – gave me negative 0.4 and I, I still dominated the rest of the league. So um, I think there is a correlation to me being on this podcast and just asserting my will. So <laughs> you guys should be hearing a lot more of me because uh, the train's rolling again. Yeah. Um, Garrett, what do you, do you have anything to add here? I think obviously Ingram's super talented that Saints offense. There's plenty of points to go around, but I think the trend has been, not totally game script dependent, but the the ten plus weeks have been game script dependent. In games where they're pretty competitive, like the Rams game and the Baltimore game, Ingram hasn't really figured much in the game plan. But these past two weeks of blowouts, he's gotten obviously a ton of work. Well, let's look I at the remaining at, schedule though. Too. Yeah, I was about to, I was about to say Atlanta, Tampa, even Carolina, probably Dallas too. Probably going to be pretty safe wins for the Saints, but you know that Pittsburgh game maybe could be competitive, but. I just think that in close games, he doesn't see as much work. So, you know, just looking ahead, the playoffs could be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at home, aside from, uh, you know, one week this year against Cleveland, they haven't been below 40 points. So I think next week's pretty much a lock. And even on the road, they've been scoring 30 plus. Um, so Garrett and Manny, I guess I'll ask both of you since you're a Packers fan, it's a divisional rival. What do you guys think about Diggs now? The last, I mean, he's been getting targets all season, but the last couple weeks it seems like he's kind of taken over from Thielen. Do you think that's going to keep going forward, or do you think it's just been kind of matchup dependent? I think Diggs finally came out of his shell. He's 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 um him and Ty. I mean that that old guys rule. I mean, we're, we're <laughs> yeah. killing it. Um, yeah, and Diggs, and I think there was a lot. There was still you know, a, a good bit of upside left on Diggs. I think it's a lot to do with Thielen's health, too. These past couple of weeks right. been banged up, so. Yeah, yeah, and Diggs was dealing with a river injury, so it's just kind of going back and forth. So that'll be interesting to see going forward. But, you know, both have a ton of upside, but it's just a little bit worrisome to see how the role is going to shake out for these next, like, really vital weeks, you know. It's easy to just kind of watch early in the season when you have some room to fail, but it's got to be a little scary. Are you worried about that at all, Andrew? I'm – I'm a, I'm obviously every week's a huge week, but the the thing that I'm most stoked about is the fact that Colt McCoy lost <laughs> on a Jordan Reed and only throws him the ball. I want to say his yeah. first, his first pass was a touchdown to Jordan Reed, and I I just see him being rushed a lot because their offensive line is Swiss cheese, and being forced to just throw to their tight end like we see a lot of under duress quarterbacks do. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Um, anybody have any other comments on either side of this matchup? I mean, like I said before, you, you, you keep picking Kurt and these, to make it close or whatever, but the trade just further shows to be a mistake. And <laughs> Kurt not doing shit with those guys. Golden Tate, that Eagles offense looking bad. The, the coaches even said recently that they're having trouble scheming him into stuff because it's difficult to do midseason. And Alex Collins shown to be touchdown dependent, and is probably going to lose even more work to this Gus Edwards guy. So he looks yeah, like yeah. A real once deal. again, Kurt throwing off the bounce of power, nicely done. 
Yeah. I meant to ask about Alex Collins. Like, what do you guys think about him going forward? I mean, he's been just kind of snap dependent all year, or touchdown dependent, I should say, getting low snaps. And then kind of seemed like with Buck Allen not doing much and Lamar Jackson, they'd just be stuffing, you know, the run down people's throats. But now they're doing it with Gus Edwards. So, I mean, I guess as a fantasy player, would you drop him to just kind of keep yourself from the temptation? Or, I mean, what, what do you do with him going forward? I mean, you have Gordon, carry-on's hurt, so I guess you can't. Is he playable, or do you just have to? I mean, you can't drop him know. if you're Kurt because you don't have any other running backs. Right. I guess I just realized that Karen's hurt, and he doesn't have any running backs anymore. I guess after Nixon has, is kind of fucking don't worry, well. He has Right. So. Thank you. Jesus Christ. Uh, I got to talk to this kid. And then what is he doing? Oh, don't even, because Jameson Crowder, a guy you gave him, hasn't even played in like 10 weeks. So. Oh, hey, at least I gave him JHI, you know. Oh, my God. Jordan Wilkins got a touchdown last week. So, Get out of you know. here. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, guys. I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> we should have just an episode where Kurt apologized to everybody. Oh, my God. I know. He literally he asked me if he could come over tonight after work and if I could help him with waivers in our other league. <laughs> oh, man. All right. We'll move on then to uh, James versus George here. Um, pretty inconsequential game in terms of final, you know, win versus loss as both teams here are kind of going for high point totals and neither one really made it happen. Really disappointing for James when you have all those points from Mahomes and Woods last night. You got Galladay going off. Uh, David Johnson had two 50 plus yard plays called back one with a touchdown. So, I mean, that's just really disappointing there. Um Doug Martin got taken out with an injury. Jack Doyle. I mean, Eric Ebron Gusag, we were talking last week about his really low target and snap count, so it's not surprising. But in a game where they blew out the uh, Titans, you kind of expected more out of Andrew Luck's favorite target there. Uh, Tyrell Williams not doing anything. He's not catching a long bomb. So it's just he has some boomer bust players in there. It just seems like a bust week, and they seem kind of on more on that side going forward. And then on Georgia's side, you know, Cam Newton's been great. But Funchess the last four or five weeks under – four weeks under nine points in a row. Um, Shepard didn't do anything in a big matchup. John Brown, one catch. Tevin Coleman's been really disappointing for being that lead dog there. Fournette back has been, you know, his kind of lone bright spot here. But George is looking more and more like, you know, pretty much out of the race to have a shot at uh, taking that last playoff spot. Um, Andrew, uh, do you have anything to add on either side of this matchup here? George, he looks like he's in a tough spot, especially with Marvin Jones still being banged up. It looks like he's going to miss another another week here. So it's going to be tough because he's in, he's in a point where really wins don't – I mean, wins matter, but you have to just score as much as you can from the nature of that sixth spot being divide, uh, decided. It's – yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's tough. Like his, his bench. I mean, at least he doesn't have three tight ends. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Um, Garrett, I mean, we got to do our weekly Gronk assessment here. What do you think's up with him going forward? It's tough. I mean, the back has really been the problem for him throughout his career, and it's not something that just like gets better. Could just flare up on him, and it could even be the reason why he hasn't been as targeted even in the early weeks. So I think even if he comes back healthy coming out of the, or relatively healthy coming out of the bye, I'm just not sure that he's going to be a big, as big of a factor as we've been used to him, used to seeing him. Yeah, definitely. Um, Manny, do you have anything to add on either side here? Yeah, I think Gronk should stay into the uh, Tide Pod commercials. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, he's halfway to Darth Vader at this point with all the little yeah, pieces he's got in his body. The, that's the exception of the old guy's rule rule. That, that dude's just kind of, kind of yeah. done. It's, it's, go ahead. I think it's just really hard for George to see Fournette putting up weeks like he could have been doing this the whole time. Uh, yeah, I know. That's that's definitely tough. Um, even Fournette, though, I, I just want to comment. He had, yeah, he, yeah. he had so many opportunities, and he was not that efficient with them. Which is a cause for concern, I, I, I would think. I mean, I own Fournette in another league, and I would, I wish he, he, he could have had a much bigger game because he had, he it looks like he was touched the ball twenty or thirty times. Yeah, twenty-eight it's tough attempts. Tough to see. Yeah, no, I agree. It's tough to see. Um, also, my pick of the week, Sterling Shepard, didn't do anything. So, yeah, bad pick. Uh, who was mine last week? Do you remember? Did I go Philip Lindsay? Uh... I want to say it was a receiver. Uh, maybe it was. We'll have to check back. I forget. Um, all right. Well, we'll move on then. Uh, next, we got Jake versus Manny here. Uh, on Jake's side, just kind of another letdown week. Again, we've talked about all season how his team is boom or bust. Dalvin Cook was really a big killer here. Um, you know, you expected to see more out of him, even though it was against the Bears. You know, um, not like he really had any other options with James White on the uh, on by and Mike Davis. I mean, would have outscored him, but still just kind of a tough week for him. Uh, Valdez Scantling, huge letdown in a decently high-scoring game there. Um, and just kind of some shitty – it's a letdown from players, but not just letdowns. I mean, there are two points or less, one point or less, you know, which really kills your team. I mean, you can survive those five- and six-point players, but really just a tough week all around for Jake there. Um, and then Manny, of course, just keeps rolling. Him putting up good points even with a zero from Aguilar there. Um, I mean, nobody really predicted that meltdown there. So, I mean, you kind of had – I'm sure you figured he would get four or five catches at least. Um, Beckham could have had a bigger game, um, but still put up a decent score. Jeffrey kind of has been getting shut down by um, some lockdown corners. Deshaun Watson's been suffering without uh, Will Fuller, but, again, just kind of a lower-scoring defensive battle there. Um, You know, Travis Kelsey, Kareem Hunt, and Aaron Jones have just been crushing it for you. And Aaron Jones, I think, is just going to keep getting more and more touches down the line. Um, so I guess I'll ask Manny first. What do you think, um, going forward, your weakest point is here? I mean, I would say probably your receivers being a little matchup dependent. I mean, what are you what are you thinking the rest of the line for your team being in first right now? Yeah, absolutely. I, the, the, my receivers are definitely – you know, I've always been kind of weak in the flex and, um, and, and because, of, you know, pretty weak receiver core but in in my system here there there's the backup guys the guys like you said the beckhams and, and alphons when they have off days the other guys pick up the slack and it's kind of a, it's kind of working out but um can't have any more of this Aguilar stuff that's a it's just not not going to help and um but moving forward like i said once they get past the buy from kc uh and and i'm, I'm just looking at the, the waivers there. there's there's still stuff to scrap i think there's a you know, a little left on the list to put things together to make uh, tidy up the the roster before the uh, before the real games count. Right. Yeah. Definitely. And I always forget that you got uh, Edelman on bye this week, so that's a good filler coming in next week. Um, so that really kind of forced your hand with Aguilar there. So yeah. uh, definitely understandable, but you're able to get by and even with a decent score. Uh, Garrett, what do you have to add here on either side? I think Jake's probably a little bit pissed at his butt buddy Dave for selling Dalvin Cook, but it's a really <laughs> tough matchup. I mean, the Bears' defense was just crushing it. <clears throat> One of the best front defenses in the league, especially on the road. Figured to see more work, but I, I think the consistent problem with 
the Vikings has been their offensive line. And that's, I mean, obviously Dalvin Cook's health, but his really only successful game was against Detroit. So it'll be interesting to see how he does against more, just like more neutral matchups. But if he doesn't, it's going to create a, at the very least, a flex problem for Jake. For Jake. Yeah, definitely. Um, Andrew, do you have any comments here? I'm just going to put my my endorsement for Humphreys over Moncrief going forward. Yeah, I mean, he – a lower target total this week. He still managed to come away with a touchdown. But, yeah, Humphreys, I mean, the past few weeks been averaging about six and a half, seven targets. Um, I mean, he had the ten-target game and nine-target game. It's just kind of unpredictable. Because um, he's, really, Mon- he's really only successful with Jameis. Right, and right, in and- now, right? For now – James is in now, but Humphreys also runs like 80% of his routes out of the slot. So he's like extremely matchup dependent. He doesn't really do anything else besides that. So if you're going against somebody like Denver who has Chris Harris, uh, it's pretty predictable that he's not going to succeed and overcome that. Whereas Moncrief is the guy who can just kind of break one long bomb off as he's done like three or four times all season. So I think it's just really matchup dependent. Um, but in just in player to player, I think Humphreys is definitely safer for sure. All right, um, if you guys are good on that matchup, we'll move on here. Um, Hop versus Joe. We all uh, were rejoicing here as Hop falls to below 50%. Sorry, buddy. Um, I wish you were here to defend yourself, but uh got to do it to you. So, I mean, on Hop's side, just kind of a disappointing week all around. Um, Ebron putting up the zero is a killer, but no player on Hop's team top 20 points. So, uh, really hard to win a week if you don't have at least one or two guys going off, especially when you got Tyreek on the other side. Uh, it's definitely tough, I'm sure, for Hop to see a loss when Carson Wentz puts up four points. But uh, between Hill and Kamara, you got to understand that you need to put up high points every week to realistically beat Joe. Unless you're me, of course, and you can just put up dog shit and win. <laughs> um, but that's how I do think. Oh, shit. I'm just seeing that O.J. Howard got put on IR. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, I can't wow. Yeah, I saw he... Uh, twisted his ankle i didn't realize how bad it was interesting to see cameron Brait. oh is he on the waiver wire is he on the wire right now or somebody have cam Brait? he's on the wire oh oh kurt's putting in the money number four. Oh god <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah i'm joe's <laughs> he's out of money oh no you're out of money Oh, I'm out of money. Kirk yeah, has no. like 80 dollars left you're right he, and he needs more tight ends so of course he's not on um but yeah, Joe's side, you know, Carson Wentz, big let down there, but Tyreek more than made up for that. Uh, Calvin Ridley, like we kind of talked about last week, it was going to be one receiver against the Cowboys, and it was, but it was predictably Julio. Uh, Tyler Boyd didn't do a ton, but he has a pretty safe floor. Uh, Kamara with that bullshit fourth and seven, let's chuck it down the field when we're up 30 points because Sean Payton's an asshole play. Uh, end up putting up a decent game because before that he had, what, like seven points. Um, so that helped Joe a lot, but uh, – as you can tell, obviously, I played him in another league. I'm angry. Um, Peterson with two touchdowns, not a lot of yardage, but just put up a good floor. Um, tough to see O.J. Howard go out, but maybe that'll stop him from playing uh, two tight ends all the time. Um, and he has Njoku to make up for that, so he's not in a bad spot. Um, what do you think, Andrew, of D.J. Moore going forward? Is, he, this, is this his breakout, or is this just kind of a uh, random game? I think it's a breakout. I mean, he looked solid on a lot of the production that he had, and – there's really not too much competition from a skill set. I, I mean, Funchess, I don't really think it's that great of a wide receiver. He's like a lesser version of when Calvin Benjamin was good. Um, yeah, I, was, I agree. Yeah, so I, I could see this being 
the launch pad for the rest of his the rest of his season. Um, I think it looks good. Yeah, um, Garrett, do you have anything to add on that or either side here? I think it's a relative breakout. Obviously, it's a really great matchup. Puncher Salah, Darius Slay. It was even as you know, New was trying to force to him. He was had to go to more a little bit more. But I think that's fine because the Panthers have great matchups. Looking forward, Seattle next week after that. Tampa, Cleveland, New Orleans might be tougher than you think, and then Atlanta. So I think you'll see consistent production, but I wouldn't say he's like an amazing skill set compared to like Curtis Samuel or uh, you know McCaffrey even. Right, that's fair. I think it's yeah. it's crazy how we were talking about how Gurley's going to get thirty five guaranteed. That's probably the biggest oh. surprise. Well, you know, he did. They did confirm that he rolled his ankle. And I think what you and I were talking about that, right? It seemed like he got tackled a little weirdly. And then Malcolm Brown's in on some really clutch plays. So, uh, yeah, he was dealing with a little bit of an injury. And they kind of didn't need him, um, clearly. Uh, probably would have helped to have him. But, uh, Manny, that, do you have any – uh, what's up? That and Peyton Barber going crazy. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. I know. I, I said it when Hop bailed out of the podcast. I said the one week Peyton Barber goes off and you're not on the pod. <laughs> oh, man. Manny, do you have anything to add on either side of this matchup? Any no, players it's going to be a tough matchup any way you look at it with uh, with um, what's his name? with Tyreek Hill. I mean, that, that was yeah. the difference in that game, clearly. Um, yeah. that, that point production coming out there was un- unpredictable. Well, n- relatively predictable, but yeah, that was, <laughs> that was the difference in the game. That, you know, that, yeah, that yeah it's, it's tough. It's really rough to go against him any week this year. Is it, is that his third game over 40? Second game over 40 with one – Oh, I guess a 39-point game. I mean, yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, it, when Tyreek Hill goes off, I think Joe is pretty much a lock to win. Sure. Um, but, yeah, if anybody has uh, doesn't have anything else to add to there, we'll move on to the final matchup. Oh, tough one here for Garrett. Garrett versus David here. Um, I mean, again, just proves that fantasy football is bullshit. David's dog shit team going up against the juggernaut, and he somehow manages to pull it out here. I mean, the big factor, I think, was Zach Ertz in a shootout. You expected him, who's averaging eight targets a game. Um, or I think maybe eight, yeah, eight, averaging eight targets a game before this. No, sorry, sorry, eight receptions a game, which yeah. is even more ridiculous. Yep. I was about to say, I got that one mixed up. Averaging eight receptions a game before this, you'd think that he was going to put up points, and that easily could have been the difference when you lose by 18, um, as that's been kind of almost his minimum each all year. Um, and then, but obviously the defense was really the bad play here. Um, it's hard to go up against luck. Um, I mean, they just, like you said, they just put up 11 points against the Patriots, 12 against Dallas. But, um, I mean, in hindsight, it's always easy to see what you did wrong there, but that was definitely the big difference on top of Ertz there. Um, but outside of that, you know, AB caught the long bomb, kind of saved his game. Hopkins got a touchdown. Uh, Keenan Allen's doing that seven second half breakout. That is why you traded for him. James Conner, another big letdown here, but Barkley's just been money all season. Um, but really outside of that, I mean, Lamar Jackson just didn't get a touchdown. If he had even one passing touchdown, it would have been a much, you know, better-looking box score there. Um, and then David's side just had luck, had put up just enough. Baldwin finally went off. Schuster caught some late balls. Godwin wasn't that great of a play, but he still did just enough. But, I mean, Zeke against Atlanta just dismantled him by himself. McCaffrey had a, has his, you know, 15-point floor. Um, in a down tight end week, Olsen had one of the better weeks of uh, all the tight ends. And then Christian Kirk catching that long touchdown is kind of another thing that really made the difference in this game here. Um, 
Garrett, I'll let you defend yourself here and talk about how you suck at streaming D's. And you can <laughs> you can pay me if you want next year to tutor you because uh, I've been money at it, and that's apparently all I'm good at. So we'll have to talk. We'll have to talk services there. I just had the worst luck with it. But outside of that, I think Zeke did to Atlanta what we expected Gurley to do to Kansas City. I mean, 79 receiving yards, 200 total scrimmage yards. Just a crazy game. Even with, like, relatively tame days from Mac and uh, Olsen. Kirk obviously had a big bomb, but it's tough. I mean, 33 points. Yeah. Obviously, I had Barkley, but like you said, Connor was a little bit of a letdown. And then Ertz, who I shouldn't necessarily have to rely on, but when you're putting up negative four on yourself, you kind of got to – Yeah. You expect more. Yeah, it's not tough. Too, not too worried, though, honestly. Yeah, I don't think I don't think you should be. Um, but it just goes to show what can happen. You know, you're never a lock to win. You know, the championship because if this was championship week, one game is all that matters. You know, and it's tough. Um, so Manny, are you gonna have to go beat up David's dad because he put up a wampin on your son now, or what? <laughs> well, yeah, uh, I, I think Zeke Elliott put a wampin on him. I mean that. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, and, uh, and and Luck finally came out of his shell as well, and and you know to combine those yeah. two things together, and it's just a just a fraction of a difference that you need to make it up. So yeah, it's. Yeah, that's okay. tough, definitely. <laughs> yeah, Andrew, do you have anything to add? Just for David's squad, um, I think Doug Baldwin looked the most nimble I've seen him all season. So I think that's really positive going forward. Oh, yeah, he should have had 30 points in that game. Did he get missed twice in the end zone and once on a deep ball or something? Yeah. yeah. In fairness, though, as a Packers fan, he was going against a pretty terrible secondary. But even as just movements, I felt like he just looked a lot more agile than I've seen him all season. Yeah, he. I mean, he did say he's finally doesn't have any knee pain. I feel like, you know, you can never take a player at their word when they're saying positive things, you know. Um, but it's definitely a good sign since he had been being honest and saying, you know, he wasn't going to be 100% all season. So it would definitely be interesting to see going forward and looking at his schedule. I mean, Carolina, um, not – really a tough matchup, especially as a slot receiver, um, you know, Minnesota in week 14 might be tough, but yeah, I think going forward, he should kind of have that floor that we came to expect from him the past few years, maybe 10 to 12 points. I'm just yeah. saying that Marquis Goodwin looked pretty nimble against Green Bay. That's fair. Yeah, that is true. That is true. All right. Um, does anybody have any final comments to add to this matchup? Mm, no. Nah. Nope. All right. Well, that's the end of the matchups. Um, I think we don't have starts of the week. We'll do that on Thursday. And like I said in the group me, I think next Thursday um, we should do kind of a rundown of what it would take for each of the player, play, teams that are on the edge of contention to make it in. I mean, we could do it this week, but so much can happen over two weeks that I just don't think um, our predictions would even be necessarily relevant next week. Um, so if you guys are good with that, I think we can just wrap it up here. Yep. All right, cool. Um, well, I'm definitely glad to have all you guys on. I'm really glad Manny is finally in first place. I was hoping that would happen so we could come on and talk a little shit. Um, Andrew, glad to see your team finally turning it around. That was tough to watch you uh, go through a bit of a slide there. Um, but, yeah, three teams that are looking really good and then one team that didn't top 70 points. So <laughs> uh, take the advice as you as you uh, will. You know? <laughs> all right, guys, we'll see you on Thursday for the preview episode. Thanks again, everybody.